Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I'm your host, Eli, and you're listening to episode 51. So we always start off with what is new in my RC garage. What I have new since the last episode is I have a Voltage Hobbies aluminum servo mount for the uh, Arma Creighton. I have a M2C Racing aluminum center diff cup for the Techno. And then I also picked up an Axial SCX-102 deadbolt. Okay, so in this episode, I just kind of want to fill you guys in on what I've been doing. It's been about a month since the last episode. Just got busy with work and then also had a vacation in there and just kind of got behind on doing the podcast. I apologize for that. So, anyways, the vacation that I had... Me and the wife went to the beach. We do that every year on our in, around our anniversary. And we took her Arma Creighton and we took my Techno MT410 down there. We had a blast. Um, I did end up blowing out the center diff in the Techno MT410. Um, you have the six gears in the diff, the two larger gears and the four smaller gears. The four smaller gears came out in about 20 little pieces out of that center diff. So after posting some pictures and asking on some of the forums and some of the Facebook pages, people came back and said that most likely what happened is that plastic center diff gets warm, the plastic gets a little pliable, it allows a little shifting of those gears, and the gears kind of teeth don't mesh up right and ends up breaking the gears. And so I went with the M2C Racing Aluminum Center Diff Cup for that. Um, That holds a lot more fluid than the stock diff cup. And being aluminum, it won't get out of shape as it gets warm. I have yet to put that in yet. I've been a little busy working on other stuff. Um, The Arma Creighton did great the whole time at the beach. Uh, Mostly ran it on 4S, but I did run one 6S pack through it. Um, it is the wife's, but after mine broke, we were sharing it. Um, it held up great. Um, I did take the tower to tower brace out of it that comes on the V4 Cratons. After seeing a lot of people bend the chassis, having that tower to tower brace, um, tends to break the plastic chassis mounts and then, um, cause the chassis to bend. I actually have the voltage aluminum chassis braces on there, but I just went ahead and took that tower to tower brace off because I've also seen some people break the rear bulkhead in a crash with it. I had the V2 Creighton. I never had a tower to tower brace in there. I know a lot of people made them for them. I never did. I had aluminum chassis braces in it. And yes, over years of well a year of that I had it of jumping and bashing it there was a slight bow to the chassis but it really wasn't even noticeable unless you sat a straight edge on there so yeah I just went ahead and took that tower to tower brace out of the Arma Creighton but then uh right before we went to the beach I sold the little uh 116th E-Revo that I had picked up I picked that up at a broken chassis I uh, replaced the chassis picked up a new chassis for it. I dyed that chassis black because the Traxxas Traxxas plastic chassis are usually gray, maybe always gray. 
and I just thought it looked better, gave it a cleaner look with it in black. Um, besides the chassis being broke, as I tore into it, I found out the rear bulkhead was also broke on it, so I had to replace that also. But I got that thing all fixed and uh, ended up selling it. And with the money that I had from selling the little mini E-Revo, I picked up this Axial SCX-10-2 deadbolt that I have. Uh, the guy had already done a couple of upgrades to it. It had um, plastic axial bead locks with uh, Proline tires on it. They were chrome bead locks on the uh, olive drab deadbolt. I didn't like them. So I actually just got done with a project where I took those chrome wheels and I put them in... Um, what is that stuff called? Uh, um, crap. Can't think of what it's called right now. Um, oh, what is that, man? Oh, my brain's just not working right now. Anyways, it's a degreaser um, that I put it in. And Oh, super clean. That's what it's called. Super clean. There we go. So I uh, soaked those in super clean, and within about, uh, I'd say, 8 to 10 minutes, that removes the chrome plating off of the plastic wheels, and those wheels are actually kind of a uh, white, translucent white color after you remove that chrome plating. Then I uh, used RIT dye, and you boil some water, you add the RIT dye to it, you reduce the heat so stays hot but it's not boiling and you put your plastic parts in there and it will actually die the rit dye will actually die the plastic parts that's how i dyed that chassis on that little mini revo so now i've dyed those wheels black and i feel they look much much better on the olive drab green scx 10 2 deadbolt um besides that i also put the uh axial universals in the front because they deadbolt the deadbolt ready to run comes with uh, dog bones in the front and the universals are stronger and also allow you a little more turning radius and uh, the dog bones also have a tendency if you do push them too hard in the corner they can actually break the c-hub on the axle and on the scx 10 2 deadbolt that one has the one-piece axle, so you are then replacing the entire axle housing. So that was the first upgrade I did, was put the axial universals in it. Um, kind of doing a budget build on it. So that's the reason I stuck with those plastic beadlocks that it already had. I don't want to dump a ton of money into this. I want to kind of do it on the cheap, but I also want to improve the performance. So why I had those beadlocks apart, dyeing them, I added a loop of uh, 3 lead um, wire in there, solid core, and that's about 1.3 ounces I figured it out to per wheel, so added 1.3 ounces per wheel, I know that is rotating mass, and a lot of people tell you rotating mass is bad, but a small amount like 1.3 ounces really is not making those wheels any heavier than like an aluminum beadlock, so... In my opinion, it's no more rolling mat, rotating mass than putting aluminum beadlocks on your rig. Yeah, when it's stuffed like six ounces in there, obviously that's going to be a lot of rotating mass. And at that point, I wouldn't be worried about breaking stuff. Plus, I'm planning on keeping it brushed. So, I don't foresee it being a problem at all. 
Um, another thing that I recently picked up, I went with a budget servo. It is uh, um, a Chinese servo, but it's almost twice the torque of the stock tactic. Actually had pretty good reviews. And being as I'm trying to do this on the do this rig on the cheap because I tend to build crawlers, run them a couple times, and sell them. I don't want to dump a ton of money into it. The last crawler that I built and sold was the TRX4, and I put quite a bit of money into that and ended up losing quite a bit of money when I sold it. So the plan with this one is to keep the budget nice and low, and then if I decide to sell it, hopefully I can come break even or at least come close to breaking even on it. Um, really the only reason I picked it up is because I got a really good deal on it. The guy already had what I thought was a fair price on it, and uh, I gave him a low ball offer and he accepted it. So, I have not ran it other than testing it out. We met in a parking lot. I tested it out in the parking lot, and I've ran it in my garage a few times. Um, I do have some other parts on order for it, and uh, keeping with uh, doing it on the budget, the uh, SCX-10-2 Deadbolt has plastic links. So, what I ordered was uh, I got a set of used, ready-to-run SCX-10-2 Blazer links, which are is also the 12-inch wheelbase, but they are the uh, steel links. They are not the... Axial has the kit version where they have the nice aluminum links and on the ready-to-runs that have the steel links. They have It's a very thin steel link and uh, kind of leaves a catch point where the uh, rod ends screw on, but it is stronger and I feel better than the plastic links that this one came with and uh, also did the free SCX-10-2 uh, suspension mod where you switch the front springs to the back and the back springs to the front then you switch your uh, rear shock towers around and that angles your rear springs forward Gives you a lower ride height. The front springs you 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 don't ride it full height. They kind of you ride about half with the battery in there. They ride it right about uh, suspension about halfway down. Gives you a little lower ride height. And uh, I also have a new set of springs for the rear coming because I really don't like how much suspension flex you get in the rear when you tip those springs forward. So I have a lighter set of rear springs coming the, so I can flip those shock towers back around, stand the springs up straight, but hopefully get a little lower ride height because I'm putting a softer spring in. So, so far that's really all I've done with it. Um, like I said, I'm trying to keep it budget-minded as I'm working on it. And it's also been kind of fun because I've been doing YouTube videos of a budget build. Um, when I first started out, that's what I started with was doing budget builds. And uh, over the years, it's kind of gone away from being budget-minded. So it's kind of fun to go back to the roots of doing budget-friendly builds. But that's really about all that's been going on, guys. Um, hopefully it won't be another month before the next episode. I will try and get one out in a week or so again. And until next time, keep it shiny side up, and I will talk at you later. Thanks for listening.